What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Willie. And I'm your host, Scott. We're show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free? If you like the show, you can find more of us at... TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or on Elon Musk's Twitter. I think last week we called it. We said, who knows, he might actually be the CEO of Twitter next week. And lo and behold, Scott, one week to the next week, were we right? Yes. And for those listening on, I guess it'll be Thursday, uh, the lottery numbers are 14, 15, 17, 069, 11, and the infinity symbol. All right. <laughs> Speaking of lottery stuff, though, I prepared for my retirement today. I did some uh, retirement planning. What does that What does that mean? You put one of those little like riser things on your stairs from your basement upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the auto chairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he put handrails from yes. his back steps all the way to his garage. And, yeah, and a ramp in the front. But no, I bought a set of golf clubs. You bought a set of golf? You didn't tell... I did. I, I was saving it for the show. You're saving it for the show. But there is... Outside of the show, there's this big text message back and forth from us. It wasn't that big. It was, but, it, you know, six inches. It was. It's fine. It's perfect. It's Everybody enough. loves it. And you were saying, should I spend this amount of money on golf clubs or should I spend this amount of money on, amount of money on golf clubs? And I'm like, I don't think you should spend any amount of money on... Like, any significant <laughs> amount of money on golf clubs. So, Scott, tell me, where did you land on this spectrum? Yeah, and and we can we can throw stuff around because I don't I don't care. But uh, I texted Willie and I said, "Do you think I should spend a thousand dollars on a set of golf clubs, you know, to last me forever, supposedly?" Because number one, I don't golf really at all. Last we went year twice. we went two times, <laughs> and that was the first time in maybe ten years. So. Uh, <laughs> And Bree was like, no, he shouldn't spend $1,000 on golf clubs. <laughs> uh, and then you responded with, like, I think you should spend no more than $300 on a set of golf clubs because that's the lowest you can spend to get, like, an all-in-one, all-inclusive thing. And if you like it, you can invest more as time goes on. So I went to a store that sells golf clubs today. It was a magical place. It also had a bunch of other shit. And uh, since they're not a sponsor, I'm not going to say it. But if you want to know, she'll be coming around the mountain uh, as she comes. What does that mean? How much did you... It was Shields. (laughs) I went to Shields (laughs) for the very first time. An amazing store. And good God, I would love for them to be a sponsor. Uh, They have everything under the sun. And if you haven't been, I highly recommend you go. But... Uh, I went and looked at all of them because they had them all out and I could test them. I could test putters. They had all the drivers out there. They had all of the expensive irons. You could just take them right off the wall and like swing and stuff. It was super cool. Even Jeremy? Uh, but Yes. Especially Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, bear me. He, he bore you a child. Don't call me daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going with what you recommended only after speaking with a sales consultant he just basically said like in this zone that i was looking at it comes down to the quality of the build so it will just not last as long over time and then as you go up in price you're getting better materials 
Then you would look at this wall over here where just a set of irons, one part of the golf set of clubs. Uh, and that's going to cost you like almost $1,000 on their own. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. Well, do you think I would notice any like, you know, discernible difference going from 300 to $400? And he's like, yeah, probably not. And as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, I'm getting the cheap ass set. For those of you who tune in to listen to Scott and I talk about sports, I'm so sorry. Dun, 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 but, dun, dun, dun. but this is your moment. Doesn't come very often. That's what she said. <laughs> My dad bought a set of clubs, cheap, cheap clubs, off-brand ones. And he was like, I'm going to get a custom set of clubs, get them sized to me, get them gripped just for me. So he invested probably $1,000 on a set of clubs. Those were the ones he used forever, and I had his hand-me-downs, and they work just fine. I think it's more or less, are you golfing enough to get into the rhythm? If if not, it doesn't really matter. I, I'm going to test it out. This this season, I'm going to go as many times as I can. I'm going to see if I enjoy it. If Because uh, I remember going when I was younger and being very angry, and <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> Speaking of doing things when you're older and setting yourself up for retirement... Scott, this week, we're going to start with a sad story from Made Me Smile. This person writes, I went on vacation two weeks ago. I let my neighbor babysit my pets. Shortly after I got back home, I received this letter from him in the mail that made me smile and cry. And I'd like to share it right now. Good afternoon. This letter is in regard to your vacation two weeks ago and how you let me babysit Smokey, Oreo, and Jennifer. I'd just like to give you this letter of thanks. As you know, I'm an old man. You don't see me outside often anymore, as these joints aren't as lively as they used to be. To add to that, two years ago, in the midst of the pandemic, my dad got diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. After his death, I was left alone in my house. I don't have a wife or kids. I could go to sleep one day and never wake up. Every day is spent just sitting around and wondering what I have done for this world until I met Smokey, Oreo, and Jennifer. Your pets are the cutest, funniest, and most troublesome, in a good way, don't worry, they didn't really mess up my house too much, individuals. They gave me the motivation to restart my life again. I began to uh, take a walk outside with your pets for the first time in years. Every 10 minutes, whenever I felt sad for a second, they would bark or rub against my leg and make me laugh. The highlight of their stay was when I took them to the park. It was the longest time I have spent outside in a while. It didn't just bring back pet interaction. I also met other humans, started talking, and made friends with a handful of fellow human beings. I was so happy to finally be able to talk with friends again, interact with others, and feel like I'm part of something. I realize it sounds very existential right now, but I'm telling the truth. It's nice knowing that I'm doing something for someone, even if it's just my neighbor. I adopted two pets soon after. You may have been hearing the noise from my house. Sorry. Now I take walks regular to the park with them. Talk to the friends that I made there. Anyways, I just like to say thank you so much. You brought back the meaning of life to me. And that's all that matters. Sincerely, Robert. P.S. I think it's time for you to mow your lawn. <laughs> this is an amazing story. And it was also one of my picks for this week. It just It's kind of incredible to think that... One small act could impact somebody else in such a significant way 
without even them probably thinking twice. They're just like, oh, we need somebody to watch our pets while we go on this vacation. Would you mind doing it? And he's probably like, sure, yeah, I got, I literally have nothing else going on, as he wrote in the letter. My favorite comment of this post was, man, that was a really long roundabout way to say you have to mow your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now that I've told you all of these niceties and how I've restarted my life, you losers, get your shit figured out because I'm coming after you. <laughs> the HOA will hear from <laughs> I'm happy that we talked about this. We get to spend a little bit more time on it. I went and saw the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once this weekend. I'm assuming you've seen the trailer for this film. I've only heard the crazy title and... I have no idea what it's about. Let me just read this little summary here that's on the side when you uh, search for this. It says, when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Whoa, you got to see a preview of uh, Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> I don't know how to explain this movie to you, but I promise when I'm done with this, Scott, one, I will not spoil it because that movie is not spoilable. It's insane. But two, I promise I will bring it back to the story of Robert. This movie is batshit crazy from sausage fingers that jizz mustard and ketchup to two rocks on screen doing literally nothing to the most un believable multiverse idea concept this might be one of the best movies of all time just to let you know those two rocks on screen doing nothing huge spoiler alert so <laughs> we apologize it's in the trailer <laughs> but but i wept during this film and listening to the review of it and how it affected other people it's a movie, honestly, it, it like just to bring it back to earth here, it is a movie about what if your life, every single choice that you could have made could lead to a different universe where had you made that choice, those things could have played out. What It already if, does. Right? And yeah. it deals with this emotion of are you a failure because you didn't make that choice or are you making an effort to be happy with what life has given you. And it it's just, it deals with sadness and heartbreak and love and regret in such a way that you want to go out and lead a better life when you're done with this film. Just like Robert, this is the epitome of Robert taking that moment to say, there is something bigger to my life and all it takes is one moment. Well, speaking of choices that people have made, as of today, as of today's recording right now, Willie, we already talked about it in the lead-in. Today in tech news, Twitter has accepted a buyout, giving Elon Musk total control of the company. Does it give him total I don't know if it gives him total control, but it does put him as the, the I, I owner. I mean, when you own something... When you own something, why would you not have total control? Well, I think if you're so they're a publicly traded company, right? So they they have a board. Just because you're they the largest board, shareholder yeah. does not mean that you don't go through the board. So, yes, he could impact this. I think we need to take guesses. What what do we think is going to happen? Because I saw a comment today that said 
oh god here we go when trump comes yeah, back to twitter the first thing he's gonna tweet is the n-word wow um, well i mean it would be a statement that's for sure uh i mean it doesn't it doesn't mute him from public opinion it just i guess it gives the potential for this type of thing to happen but i'm pretty sure can't be 100 percent with elon because he just does whatever he wants but i'm pretty sure there's still going to be some sort of clause where you can't just say anything i don't know if that's true i mean it it's interesting to see that elon musk is uh trending on twitter right now and and then right after that is trump so this isn't good honestly though do you think do you think it's gonna go haywire do you think it it, it can go as far right or left in terms of the extremes that we're all afraid of or do you think it's really just gonna be you know like he said he wants to make all the analytics public he wants to make it as open source as possible he wants to verify that humans are humans and there can't be any bots these are the types of things he's promised yeah i could he do it is he the type of individual that could make that happen yes i think there that there are positives and negatives to this a a few things that i think everybody needs to accept right now is that Twitter will be changing. If this is a platform you've come to love and you know what it stands for, how it works, and why it works the way that it does, you, you just accept that that's probably going to change, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and, and change doesn't need to be a bad thing. He has revolutionized the electric vehicle industry. He has revolutionized the space industry. He is trying and to revolutionize... <laughs> <laughs> he is trying to revolutionize how our brains and computers communicate. So I feel if you know, Twitter, which is this tiny little thing, it's it's just probably like the best place for news. It might be the best form of public communication that's ever existed. Is that fair right. to say? Yeah, but at the end of the day, it was only trading for $24 a share, $28 a share as recently as a few months ago. So if it's this amazing thing, why do people only associate it with hate speech <laughs> in its best form right now? You could argue that it's not and that he could make it better. Yeah. He did say, I think today or recently, that if something is questionable, if it lives in that gray, current Twitter might take that down. I'm going to err on the side of leaving it up because it is a part of the conversation. And I think if that makes people feel a little bit more safe to say the things that they're thinking about before questioning it, maybe, just maybe, that allows for more people to be held accountable to their words versus yeah. them being filtered before everybody gets to see it. I mean, you can't root out the things that you disagree with if they're always hiding in the shadows. I don't, I don't think it's going to be all bad. I mean, if we really wanted to make Twitter the place where everybody knows what you're saying, where everybody knows your name, Scott, then I think it is time to rebrand Twitter to Truth Social. <laughs> I quit. I'm out. <laughs> Cheers. We're going to rename it to Cheers. Making it in the world today takes every tweet you got. Speaking of intellectual property, Scott, this week 
in r slash games there's a post that says a first play of dune spice wars feels like a first read of the book Ooh! did you know i did not i'm already telling you right now are you a fan of dune the books or movies i i can't say that i am a true fan i hated the original movie i kind of liked the new one even though it stopped in the middle of it but you know timothy easy on the light blue glowing eyes that's who you're looking at i i'm not looking at him i mean you could look at oscar isaac that's who i'm looking at (laughs) i think i think at our age scott we're all looking at oscar isaac thinking are we gonna get there he can moon me any night (laughs) so uh, honestly this this links out to an article by Eurogamer that says if nothing else dune spice wars definitely feels like reading dune Aside from a few pretty limited tool tips, there's no real tutorial in this game, uh, especially oh. the early access version. So your first game will feel a lot like opening up Frank Herbert's first chapter. What's going on? Who's this guy? What's that mean? Did my ebook download some kind of bugged version that's missing hundreds of pages? I don't know if it's necessarily a positive thing, but I, I think it's interesting that the game is coming out not because it's going to be a, a game that I want to play. And I just sent you a screenshot of, of like what the gameplay looks like. And if you could describe it for people in a sec, that'd be awesome. I think that we haven't seen video game innovation in the last two years. I think when the pandemic hit, what we discovered is how challenging it is for game developers to continue innovating in gameplay. Can you name a game that you're, that you think that came out last year or this year that is an amazing game i haven't yet to play it but based on the way you described this game it sounds like it's very similar to elden ring now looking at this screenshot that you just sent me it is nothing like elden ring but elden ring has no rule book they have like an introductory like how to how to move around the game you know a little tutorial section but after that you just start walking around there's no guide there's no map You just have to kind of figure it out and you make your own story. Guess what? We're just going to drop you in here. We've built several different stories that can tie in and move around. Do you remember like Mass Effect? How the choice that you made sometimes changed the future game. That was really interesting for its time, right? They, they, there wasn't games that had multiple endings or choices that could be made and yeah that game i think was the first to figure out a way to realistically do it i remember way back in the day these choose your own adventure books were really cool because you would read something and then you would suddenly die in quicksand of course because did you do the same thing that that i did so i was sitting in the library in my middle school i'd flipped it'd say like flip to page 48 you flip to page 48 and you're like was that right wait yeah hold on hold on Left my finger on the other page, go back, go back to page three, and you're like, go to page 53, go to page 53, and you're like, oh, all right. this ending better. (laughs) It was was the manual version of save now before, like, choose (laughs) doing the next thing. (laughs) That's because save now didn't exist in Super Nintendo games, remember? I remember having the hook 
video game and there was no saving in that game at all if you wanted to beat the game you had to 100 percent it oh my god <laughs> i don't think i got past level four are there any games or is there anything within that world that you're excited to play because it other than maybe elden ring for a lot of people i'm pretty uninspired by video games right now does it say what kind of game it's going to be is it going to be an rts is it going to be uh you know open world third person yeah so it's going to be released on steam it looks like it's probably a pc only game and it's described as a 4x real-time strategy game from the developers of critically acclaimed north guard i mean there's critics everywhere yeah it says you must lead your faction and battle for control and dominance over the harsh desert planet of arrakis i think civilization was the last true rts that i got into but it's not my style of gameplay anymore i I think they're great but i would rather play something that's a little bit more live action like a skyrim like a destiny i think there are two games that i'm excited for the first one and i when i say that i'm incredibly excited that might be an understatement this might consume my life i've already spoken to my partner about how you might not see me you're excited Feel these nipples. Yes, please. I'm excited about Hogwarts Legacy. Have you heard anything about this game? I think we talked about it on the show once, very briefly. Yeah, because that I think that came out when the first trailer came out. But we've now since seen like a 30-minute playthrough and kind of summary of what to expect. It's an open-world game where you your choices have outcomes into are you good or evil what you learn you can choose to befriend certain people in different houses to learn different spells dude i i've got a quidditch boner for this game <laughs> it's giving you a real nimbus 2000 huh <laughs> felix felice uh, these nipples you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's it coming out on? Is it just going to be PC or is it coming out on consoles as well? Okay. Does it uh, deal with the, the, the choice system? Does it deal with the fact that you're giving JK Rowling more money? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Somehow, somehow the, the more evil the choices get, the more homophobic and anti-Semitic you get apparently. Oh, (laughs) a little too much like real life. Well, speaking of people who were definitely put into House Slytherin, this week in videos, Johnny Depp finally got to hear an audio tape, and the court got to see his reaction in which Amber Heard admitted to abusing him. So I want everybody to listen to this clip and hear exactly what was recorded. Tell Travis what just happened. Oh, you told me to do it. You yeah. told me to. You said, go do that. I said, no, t- tell him what just happened. And I lied. And that you punched me in the You're fucking right. thing. And you you sp- figured it all out. And you said, no, fuck it. No, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? And I, I watched punch you, you lie. And then I, I didn't I punch s- you, by the way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, you've been a lot of fights. You've been around a long time. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, when you fucking have a close You didn't get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. 
I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was. Scott, I, I think that this entire trial has just been a shit show. Both sides. I'll give my it's opinion. It's been all over the news. And all it's over the definitely news. been all over the front page of Reddit. I'll give my opinions here in a second. But I think that this... Because these are two actors, because they're multimillionaires and they have influence over others, we're seeing this thrust upon us. And I, I think it's a sign of how when you say shitty things about another person, when you denigrate somebody for who they are, or honestly, when it when there's significant signs of substance abuse, like this is the this is the example of it. I don't think you could claim that either of them are infallible in this situation. There's people on both sides. There's people that say, nope, this person wasn't the right or this person wasn't the right. And honestly, to me, my my hot take is that they both kind of sound like shitty people going through a really shitty situation. But, but I tend to lean towards Johnny Depp. Not, and <gasps> Scott, I have so much pride in the fact that you and I are working so hard to make sure that our demographics are split 50-50 men and women. I don't err on the side of Amber Heard because I think she's a liar. No, I don't think that either of them are in the right. But if the situation is, I'm going to sue you because this is a case of defamation and you really did hit me, says Johnny Depp, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, it's on him to prove it. It's a fascinating case, number one because it is so public most most cases go on throughout the day we never hear about them uh, they only get brought up if somebody else makes a podcast about them or you know it's high profile mom and dad don't buy you christmas presents that year <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know when it's going to be over i just hope that it is over soon and everybody can just move on because once again i've said this before about famous people they're no different than anybody else <laughs> Uh, they're not special. It's it's just high profile because of their job. And I want everybody to move on so we can focus on saving the world that is quickly melting around us. Yeah, I think it's providing a distraction to the reality. Remember how a few weeks ago we talked about how scientists were training chaining themselves to the JP Morgan building? Yeah, they melted. They melted into the sidewalk. Meanwhile, you have Mike Tyson punching the shit out of a drunk guy on an airplane. You've got this trial happening, and you have a megalomaniac buying Twitter. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's certainly a morbid, if not factual, way of looking at things. And speaking of facts, let's head on over to this week's Upvotes and Downvotes. Just like the fever dream that we're all living in right now, there is a post this week from the subreddit, this is my upvote of the week, says, imagine being stoned here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, good. So you This know, I, place looks amazing. So this video, it's a TikTok posted on, on Damn That's Interesting, of this person in a fake grocery store describing all of these surreal products like you can walk up and find a lime that's just a foam ball you go down the chip aisle and it's full of dorito bags that are actually pillows it, it and you can buy it you can go to a checkout and buy these products you can go get a can of energy drink that just says please wake up 
<laughs> but what's the real you buy mystery? Lots of those. Well, it's it's an amusement attraction because it is in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, and it's kind of like a surreal art installation slash escape room slash museum of cool, weird, different stuff. This entire grocery store is a front. And it's kind of like the gift shop at the Cracker Barrel. It's the first thing you walk into. It's the last thing you see when you leave. There's a door in the freezer section and you start walking through and it almost looks like you're walking through the Van Gogh experience. There's just lights everywhere. And this room splinters off into several other rooms. You have to sometimes crawl on your hands and knees. Sometimes you have to use a rope to help you up this rock wall. I want to go. I didn't go. I didn't even know about this last time I went to Vegas, but I definitely want to go. To end this, and I think this is the best comment of all time for this post. This is exactly what needs to happen to abandoned malls. 100%. You turn them into these like drinking escape rooms that are this extravagant, I would go to a mall every weekend. Let's go to the mall. My upvote this week is from... Me, IRL. It's a post from Ricky Gervais saying, Please stop saying you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about whatever the fuck you like. And some people won't like it. And they will tell you why they don't like it. And then it's up to you whether you give a fuck or not. And so on. It's a good system. I don't think anybody is telling you that you can't say that. There's plenty of people that are. But what they're really saying is... I will throw judgment at you for those words. You say it all you want, but I'm already judging. And I think what he's trying to say is say whatever the hell you want and don't worry about people's judgment. Say what you mean to say. Can we add an amendment to what Ricky Gervais is saying and say, say whatever the hell you want, but just be a good human being. Sure. Um, we We can say whatever the hell we want. Cool. We can joke about it too. Speaking of which, this week, my down vote is from Rare Insults. This post says, please know, if you're someone who brings a book to the bar, nobody likes you, to which somebody responded and said, how much of your life, expressed as a percentage, have you spent gesturing to women to take out their earbuds? (laughs) People who are so judgmental of others for loving and caring about the things that they care about, fuck you, go fuck yourself. I was checking myself today as I was walking through the amazing store that is Shields and just all of the things that they have there. I was walking through the backyard game section and I thought to myself, this is something I would never play or this shirt is something I would never wear. And I thought to myself, if I saw somebody else playing that game or if I saw them wearing those clothes, what would I say? And like my gut reaction was honestly, I would probably make a joke about it. But my secondary follow up was like, why would you do that? Why would you try to bring this person down when whatever they're doing or whatever they're wearing has brought them joy and they're not hurting anybody? So I'm working on it. Yes. And my downvote of the week is, uh, well, it's from Ask Reddit, but it's about politics. So thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening this week. <laughs> and for those who stayed, it's a question. It's It's a very simple question, but... Because of the nature of the beast that is American politics, we have to think about it. Willie, who would you like to see run for president of the United States in 2024? Top comment is, my neighbor Gregory. He's not a good guy or anything. I just really want to see him move. 
Robert. I want Robert. I think Robert would be really good at it. He's old enough. Sounds like he's white. <laughs> but the reason this is a downvote, that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> Just in case. I need... Listen, Ricky Gervais is empowering me. He's letting me feel my wind and saying that I can be the person that I want to be. You can joke about anything. Just put that in a tweet, Willie. Just just go ahead and do that. Elon will let it pass. You know what? It's our time, Scott. Nope. <laughs> Get me out of here. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. <laughs> Find more of us on our Bye. socials. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Tesla Motors crabs eating things unsolved mysteries or marvel avengers project there's a sub for that, that.